Hello and welcome to After Lockdown, Dolls Eye Theatre Project coming to you from our sofas. I'm Amy Eubank, artistic director. <laughs> <laughs> I actually couldn't look at the screen. I couldn't. I, had, I actually had to look at I don't know that we can do the screens. I, I don't think I don't think the screen's a problem. I thought it was your voice that was the problem. <laughs> in my normal voice then. No, you, you were not. <laughs> Hello everyone. <laughs> Let's take that path through the atmosphere. Hello, whether this is my normal voice or not, welcome to After Lockdown. During this challenging time of lockdown or partial lockdown across the world, Dolls Eye Theatre asked to hear from you. In May 2020, we challenged amateur writers to submit a piece of original work, no more than 400 words, under the title Things to Remember After Lockdown. In this episode, you'll hear six pieces of lockdown writing, read by professional actors, which we really, really hope you enjoy. After the pieces, the Dolls Eye Theatre crew will be back at the end of the show for some laughs and a bit of light-hearted relief looking at some of our own personal lockdown experiences. We really hope you enjoy the show and thank you for listening. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Blair McAlpine I will remember reading in the sunshine of the garden, one neighbour practising the violin while another fills a paddling pool for his daughter to the brim. I will remember the daughter's 18-month-old excitement every Thursday evening while we clap and cheer. I will remember sitting on doorsteps, six feet apart, when a friend comes by for a beer. I will remember the basking in beautiful weather and letting the sun bathe my skin. Who needs a summer holiday abroad anyway, with heights of 26 and counting? I will remember missing my friends, and bear it in mind whenever my world gets a bit hectic, and a lesson for the future about keeping a healthy perspective. I will remember answers to questions from so many pub quizzes. Did you know that a group of hedgehogs is called a prickle? I will remember when my loneliness almost crippled me and how none of us wore bras, our nipples finally free. I will remember the need for human touch. After this is done, I will squeeze so tightly and never let go of all the ones I love. I will remember this separation from the boy I started seeing two weeks before all this, saying how each of us is missed, the upfront and very verbal honesty I'm thankful we had to have to keep each other interested. I want to remember dressing up entirely for me and just how few clothes I actually wore. I want to continually question those needs. I will remember the talent that I'm surrounded with, the skills of friends that caught me by surprise, the projects they achieved when given unlimited time. When time is no longer in abundance, I will remember when that abundance proved nearly too much and remind myself that in this life, Just surviving it really is just good enough. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Caden Clark. Hi, Caden. I know you miss your friends at school, but 
not arguing with them. I love my mum because she helps me with my homeschooling. I love playing with my brother and sister. They are twins, learning how to talk. KK is what they call me, as they take steps to walk. I've been playing games. They have been fun, especially with my brother. Mum is always helping me when I need her. Did I say I love my mother? I love the car drive to my dad's, as you get to see open views. Being with my dad is the best. We play Uno after dinner, and yesterday dad was the winner. I found this new mouse game, and it's really, really fun. It's called Multiverse, and play money can be won. I use the map in the back room to find countries around the world. I've done it as part of my homeschooling, and Beth set me a challenge. I play football in the garden with family, and daddy passed the ball with me. Oh yeah, I made my own news channel to be positive every day. So, when we think about lockdown, it was positive in a way. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Selen Savinch Our quarantine minds, less encumbered by regular life activities, reveal previously hidden aspects of our consciousness through our dreams. Grey, fuzzy, brewing material finally bubbles up to the surface, donning multicoloured feathers. In one of my countless quarantine-stimulated dreams... I am in the town where I was born, in a gigantic warehouse where children run wild. I brought my youngest son to play in this dusty, dirty, concrete environment, along with mothers of a now foreign landscape. There is a giant concrete slide protruding out of a wall, reaching all the way up to the too high ceiling. The innermost half of the surface of the slide is covered with a metal sheet to make it possible for children to slide on. The shock factor of children sliding down an unimaginably tall, half metal, half concrete wall without any railing is lost on me. We watch our children climb to the very top and slide down giddily without fear. Children are allowed one last slide. All of them, including my son, arrive safely at the bottom and scatter to their mothers. Except one little girl. She decides to slide down headfirst on her belly. We all watch her, as if none of us can believe we could exit this place safely. A quarter of the way down... A friend of the little girl asks her to throw her a sweet. The girl rummages in her pocket for the sweet. As she does, she rotates on the slide, moves off the metal sheet, skids on the concrete half of the wall and falls off unceremoniously with a plop. We stand still and hollowed. The sack of bones of her doesn't move. A little girl limb finally quivers. 
I spring to her, self-appointed as the only capable mother to handle this. I cradle her mangled body and take her to a hospital of my childhood. Sick green walls and grey air. I look at her little girl face, alive but unmoving, silenced. I hand her over to the doctors. From then on, I am the sole carer for this girl, who I now realise is myself. No one tells me what the damage is, how many bones are broken. Is there any hope that she'll make it? I wait for an eternity, knowing there's nothing else to do in my life but wait for her to come back to me. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Jack McFeet That boy. See that boy? That was me. And no such respite given to him or shown to me required to. Undiseased, he was saved from brutal days by the virus. More brutal time off to. I. Out of school days enough time off to allow to collect again. There I and he was. He, almost, I, days off school accompanied by deaths of thousands. The way of it. A virus to allow a space for a young boy I was and am now. His days off bought with bodies in no prayer were they thought of. And no shame in the gladness of his respite to be glad. And I never was that boy, but could have in times of no war, no pandemic brought to mind, delivered from... Time given in non-equal amounts, some to this, that to others. Unfair. And that boy survived, will be again, and that I am. To tell in time, having been given time off for no disease away from a dying to be, to see a boy shielded by time to be seen across a street, to see myself almost in that boy years to come, a, some, when, if, in a past present, I could empathise with myself as was not seen so by those who had. I, the people, are still gone, are still in this. They are, and I am, we and the boy, all that, a pandemic of wishing. Behind me, us, they, them, it, and... Remember the fear of anticipation of our last in wanting to continue in rootings, in states of being which are not, just not simply excuses for breaths, minds sobered and with all that was yesterday already become this memory to remind us of ourselves that we and we and did not. Then, how then it seemed and its quietude of hoping the numbers like some savage sinister game, the less more, is the less living proof that and dying to prove distance alive and no distance, our own is made by us, for us, and that they, whoever might also be given, spared, given, that all life ever went on despite it, in the face of it. When the boy across the street is not me, not himself, but some other playing a game against a virus and 
and and Things to Remember After Lockdown by Jolie Giacomelli. What should we remember after lockdown? Do we remember the good, the bad, the coming together of people, the weekly clap on a Thursday night? Do we remember the heroes of our essential workers, the tears we shed at the footage of them working, caring, dying? Do we remember the times we sat in despair, wondering if our life will ever become normal again? What do you remember? I'll remember mostly how I went inward. How I finally had the time to work on myself. Yoga, exercise, meditation. The self-care you always wanted to do but never seemed to find the time. Now there's too much time. So you feel it, trying not to think of the future, trying not to think about what's coming next, trying not to think. But there's too much time. There's too much empty space in the day. So eventually you let them in. You sit in silence and ponder what is good in my life. What do I want to keep? What do I want to lose? What should I remember from this stillness? You sit in quiet meditation and one phrase appears so strongly it shocks you. Three little words. I am enough. So remember this. Remember what it feels like to be with yourself. Yes, remember the hardships, remember the tears, the love, the strength of your mother, your lover. Remember to lean on them when you need to. But most of all, my darling, you are enough. Things to Remember After Lockdown by Danielle Knott. Roz. Can we just all agree to say their time has passed? We will no longer allow our fun bags to be locked away. As pretty as their captivity could sometimes be, I've bottled up that feeling of taking your bra off and it tastes sweet. Yes, okay, maybe concessions need to be made for the over double D club. We don't want any whiplash or bad backs. But how nice has it been to not lock away our beautiful boobs in their wire mesh of doom? I hold on to them for comfort when watching the news. Maybe that's the same for men who hold or scratch their balls. If they're allowed to have their golf balls swing low sweet chariot, then why oh why can't our glorious fun bags taste the sweet nectar of freedom? We don't even need to speak about it. It'll be a nod to your fellow freedom bra warrior on the street. Much like VW camper drivers hooting each other, the respect will be in the unspoken. What to do with the bras that we no longer need? We need to look towards Joanna Lumley. Remember that time she was left on an island for a TV show and she turned her bras into shoes? 
That is the kind of thinking our post-lockdown world needs. Bras for shoes. Not shoes for bras. That is just ludicrous. Some bras have that much padding. They could be donated to local swimming pools and used as floats to help children learn to swim. Some bras have such fine mesh. They would be excellent for sieving flour. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. No wiser words were spoken by a 90s British alternative rock band. Pillows. Bras for pillows. Bunting. String them up and hang them from the gatepost to show just how patriotic you are. Ear mufflers. When it's nippy in the bleak midwinter, what would be more lovely and cosy than padded domes over your ears? Slingshots, purses, mini hanging baskets for your pansies. You might say that I have just not found the right bra. But I say to you, Wendy, what is better than the right bra? No bra. No bra, Wendy. That is the answer. Now, let's talk about pants, knickers, underwear, whatever you call them. How necessary are they really? The breeze circulating around those parts is both joyous and healthy. We really hope you enjoyed the pieces. My name is Amy. I am founder and artistic director of Dolls Eye Theatre. And I am joined today in our respective dens by... Uh, Maddie, uh, producer for Dolls Eye Theatre. And Wendy, a gagarina on Dolls Eye Theatre. Wendy's just a pal that we've invited in because we think she might make it better. So how's everyone doing? Hungover. Why is that? Oh, um, bottomless brunch at home. Who was serving? Did you have a waiter? Someone dressed as a waiter or a waitress? I actually think think about this afterwards. We should have had that. Maybe that's the next stage. Maybe we do a butler in the bath. Do they have to be naked? <laughs> well, I just... No, they don't. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and Wendy, how are you? Wendy, friend of Doll's Eye, welcome, welcome, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I've got um, a sun, sun, sun kiss for the very first time because my outdoor area is, is it north or south facing that's the bad one? North facing's bad, isn't it? It is awful for the sun, so I haven't got a, a tan at all, but today... <sighs> I don't know, you guys haven't commented on it yet, so maybe I made it up, but I feel I felt tanned the moment I woke up and I have been a little bit disappointed it hasn't been mentioned yet. You've got a ruddy glow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I had a, a virtual date and we were talking about, <laughs> um, yeah, just, uh, just like our backgrounds. Well, I said I was Irish Catholic and she said, oh... <laughs> I can see that because of the ruddy. Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody's noticed it then. So that's that's definitely the. Yeah, that's not what you want. I mean, I mean, it's always been your thing, hasn't it? <laughs> what, ruddy Wendy. Because apart from the fact she said you were ruddy, <laughs> which isn't obviously. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that is an ideal compliment on a date. Well, yeah, no, we met for the first time yesterday and I thought it went well. But when I came back, my housemates asked me what my favourite uh, was. They said, give me a little bit of trivia that came from the date. Trivia? Um, what, was in a quiz? Did she call me A, ruddy, B, red? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I said genuinely the thing that I thought was most interesting and we did talk at length and I would say fairly passionately about was the, the smell of sweat. It changes <laughs> apparently every decade. 
And I found that fascinating. Sorry, you mean every decade of your life, or like, oh, the nineties are over. Sweats are different now. Um, every decade of your life. This was the know. interesting part of the conversation, right? So you know, like, there's a whole beauty thing about um, trying to make yourself look younger with anti wrinkle cream, and it's obviously a multi billion pound industry. Multi billion. <laughs> How much money do you think they earn? Oh, multi billions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue. So anyway, <laughs> these industry industries who will be trying to get the right smell of like 20-year-olds and then incorporating that within <laughs> like cream and stuff <laughs> so that you smell younger. Wait, hang on. This are you saying this is a thing? Or are you saying imagine if it was a thing? I'm saying I think it will be a thing. Well, this wow. is something you could start in lockdown. So you did a couple of online dates before. How did it work? How did you do it? Was this a uh, hook up on the old Tinder or the like? Yeah, no, it was on Bumble. And then I was watching Have I Got News For You? And they said that the like users of Bumble have gone up by like 43% or something. And I thought, yes. I am one of them. <laughs> I've joined with all the other desperate, single, lonely people during this time. Um, so for those of us that are single uh, and dabbling in the old online dating world, what top tips have you got, Wendy? <laughs> well, um, um, online dates, aside from your face-to-face social distanced meet, um, what did you do prior to that on online? We did a wine tasting. Which that was fun because I definitely did the whole pretend to be no- more knowledgeable than I am thing. Do you think she noticed? Yes, because we did oh. a blind tasting. And I said beforehand, you definitely got to get this wine because it's definitely the best wine there is. And then we closed our eyes and mixed it up in front of each other. And the other one took a note of where it was. And then we all took a sip of each wine blindfold. took a sip. How many of you were there? (laughs) (laughs) How many people are on this online date? This wasn't a date. This was a bloody orgy. Both (laughs) took sips. And then I said the one that I raved about, I was like, oh, it's all right. And then the really cheap, crappy one, I was like, mmm, I'm getting a really good taste from this. <laughs> Can you talk me through the awkwardness, please? Just generally throughout the... Throughout, throughout all interactions. There's a couple of different... Like, there's always going to be awkwardness on any first date, right? And then on one where you've had quite lengthy kind of Zoom phone chats and movie watching parties of two is that a party i don't know sure why not then you already know a certain amount about them so it's not like traditional first date territory there's also just the fact that you haven't seen them in person before so essentially what you've done with date dating up to that point is you said yes i really like your personality (laughs) now let's meet up and see (laughs) If it's a yay or nay, <laughs> just gotta be like. Mm. <laughs> Basically, on Google Maps, we worked out a place that would be uh, like mutually convenient to get to, and it turned out to be Stoke Newington. And I was just—I don't know Stoke Newington that well, so I just 
got a green part on the map and said, let's meet there. And it turned out to be like just a patch of grass next to an A road. I was like, oh, we just sat in a field of like very overgrown grass with yeah, a lot lots of, of kids as well. Yeah. Uh, quite, yeah. Quite lockdown appropriate though, in many ways. Just a bit shit. Well, then we said, well, let's move. And I said, hey, there's some gates there that look like it's going to a green area. And we, we appeared and it was Abney Park. And we just went, oh, that looks nice. And we walked in and it's a cemetery. And we'd already opened our ner- like calm first nerve ciders. So we just walked around a cemetery with drink and I felt very <laughs> disrespectful. We decided to play a game, does it matter or not? And basically, dependent on how long ago the person died, was it disrespectful or not? <laughs> so what? So if, if you thought it was too soon, would you move to a different grave? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a great What sort of time era would you say was like... That's the that's the cusp. Basically, like if you could joke about it without it being like controversial in the slightest, then I think that's a death that is <laughs> old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also thought that the tangibility aspect has to not be there. So basically, late eighteen hundreds, <laughs> my nana's nana would have been alive. That's late. I mean, I mean, that's old, old, old. I thought you would have that said that. That doesn't leave you much room. So through this game, I ended up just leading her to a really dodgy old corner that oh, was Jesus. totally remote. And I thought, this is this just really not put me in a good light. But luckily, there was a very, very old skeleton there to keep you company. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a side note, I have, <laughs> I have been fiddling with um, a wine stopper. Um, one of those ones that sort of like keeps it like it's a suction vibe, and I, I put it one. on my I put it on my toe and it's got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> what just now? Yeah, you've got tiny feet as well. Probably wouldn't fit on our toes. No, I just got small feet. Doesn't mean their toes are smaller. What you got massive <laughs> toes? Tiny <laughs> <laughs> massive toes. That's not about the width, is it? They just might be longer, longer, not thicker. Would people's toes get thicker because their feet are bigger? Not necessarily. You might have really small, fat feet. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. We've strayed too far from the writing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyone else feel that? A little. (laughs) Our listeners must. So have we done enough talking about the pieces? No. 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 None. Sorry. Thank you so much to a friend of Doll's Eye, Wendy Grace. She'll be back. She'll be back. Um, and to Maddie to chat to you today and to talk through the pieces. So just to just to sort of talk it out and have a bit of a laugh. Um, a huge thank you to all of our writers uh, who have contributed to this week's uh, Things to Remember After Lockdown. Keep safe and um, keep laughing, folks. Come on down to the dawn of the world. Thanks for listening to episode one of After Lockdown. This week's writers were Blair McAlpine, Caden Clark, Jolie Giacomelli, Celine Savinch, Jack McFeet, and Danielle Knott. This week's actors were Sophie Allen, Tyler Brooks, Blair McAlpine, 
Jane Edwards, Matt Field and Irene Palco. The show was hosted and produced by Maddie Berry, Amy Eubank and Wendy Grace of Dolls Eye Theatre. For more information about our work, head to www.dollseyetheatre.com and we very much hope you will join us for episode two. Take care. With the crowd in the palace Let's roll with the light and leave our coins behind.